The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Christine Uptrich Show. You might be listening live here in the Seattle area on 1150 AM KKNW, somewhere around the world live on Transformation Talk Radio, or you might be listening after the fact anywhere around the world on one of the dozens of podcasts this ends up in or on christineupchurch.com. But wherever and whenever you're going to be grateful you joined us here today. I'm so excited about our guest. But before I introduce him, I want to thank the man behind the technology, Mr. Benny Mathers. Good morning. Hi. Like I just saw you. I know. I know. I've been <laughs> I just saw you. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done my hour of talking, you know, already. So should I go home now? Uh, no, we need to double you up today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we we got to have you back for another one. Yeah. Well, it was great to be on um, Gary and Suzanne's yeah. show. And, and then uh, we're going to flip flop it next week. Yeah, exactly. So, so. We're, we're, we're having fun. So we will get enough or not enough. <laughs> See what I did there? Yes, I Alrighty. did. Yes, and, and um, that was a hint about our guest and about his new book, which I'm very excited about. Our guest today is Panash Desai. He's a best-selling author. He's a thought leader. He's a business and life catalyst. His loving and compassionate presence and unique power of insight have transformed many, many people around the world in organizations, companies, and in individual workshops and individual sessions. Um through his gift of energetic transformation, oh, I love people who speak energy, uh, he empowers people to break free from the stuckness, the suffering, the limitation, and he helps guide them into greater states of connection, collaboration, and love. He has been interviewed by Oprah Winfrey on Super Soul Sunday, and he's collaborated alongside Deepak Chopra, um, he steps in for Michael Beckwith at Agape, and he's worked with Neil Donald Walsh, Brian Weiss, uh, and James Redfield. Uh, his new book is called You Are Enough, and I love the subtitle, too, Revealing the Soul to Discover Your Power, Potential, and Possibility. Oh, three Ps. I like that. Uh, I would like to welcome our guest today, Panash Desai. Welcome. Hi. Great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, um, I always love to hear people's stories about how they go from, you know, where they were at, either in adulthood or in, in, in childhood, to bring forth wisdom. And I know it was a bit of a bumpy road for you. Would you share with our listeners a little bit about um, where you started out and how you sort of came full circle back to um, sharing wisdom and helping people to change? I love that question. I was actually listening to an interview with Bruce Lipton yesterday, last night before I went to bed, and uh, Bruce was talking about the, the formative experience, the first seven years of life and living. And mm -hmm. the first seven years of my life was spent in a meditation room, literally. So uh, my consciousness was being calibrated to the frequency of presence. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as much as life happened, and there were some bumps, and of course we go through that, um, that feeling of peace and presence 
has always been the foundation experience of my life because whatever we're exposed to um, through repetition uh, becomes deeply embedded at the level of the subconscious mind. And so for me, presence and transcendence was normal. Uh, it was more normal than um, people uh, engaging in um, any other human activity. Mm-hmm. And life, of course, happens. We are born connected to our essence, and all of a sudden we, in, in, wrongly or rightly, uh, whether it's just a societal construct or whether it's something that's imposed on us mm-hmm. as to be determined, uh, at some point come to the conclusion that we're not enough in who we are. Right. And that can be as a result of a trauma, it can be as a result of uh, not having a need met, it can be as a result of uh, being in an environment where there's just uh, abuse and rage and whatever going on. Uh, but basically there's a moment where all of a sudden we don't feel like we're safe anymore. Right. And in that moment, correspondingly, we don't feel like we're enough. And so from that moment on, we begin living a lie. Uh, we begin to pretend to be somebody else, we create this identity, this persona, and the short version is we suffer. Mm-hmm. The more we move away from our essence and the more we try and fit into a world uh, that quite honestly um, isn't in harmony and balance in the first place, mm-hmm. the more we suffer because the more we're disconnected from our source and our essence. And so choices, decisions had led me to this point of finality where I realized that I was just fundamentally living a lie at the age of about 21. Mm-hmm. And I sat down with my mother and just said, Mom, um, this is not who I am. I've made choices and decisions to make everyone else happy, uh, particularly my grandfather. And um, I said, listen, I need to get back to that feeling I had in the meditation room. I want to go live like a monk for six months. Uh-huh. And uh, thankfully, my mother had known that this conversation was coming. Mm-hmm. I don't think she expected it at 21. I thought she was probably expecting it more like when I was 50. Sure. <laughs> but, but she had known that it was coming, and by the grace of God, and, and thankfully, my mother is who she is. She said, sure. Oh, so good I, for her. Went on retreat for six months and um, began to unpack everything that had become deeply imprinted in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, repressed memories, um, suppressed, uh, sorry, repressed emotions, suppressed memories, and then also unconscious habits, patterns, beliefs, behaviors. Right. And, of course, that is the journey of transformation. And right. I also began to, through that journey, wake up to all the gifts and abilities that I had as a child uh-huh. um, because I had been... Uh, unconsciously facilitating the complete evolution of people that were around me without even realizing how it was happening. And as a child, it was scary to me mm-hmm. because I would literally sit down with somebody and I would know everything about them. Right. And uh, in their time with me, they would kind of unburden themselves and tell me everything they hated about their life. And then they would get up and they'd walk away and they would be sparkly. And yeah. that's how I would articulate it as a child. And that sounds and, to me so powerful, as even as a child, because you, you talked about how you were... Um, in resonance with presence. And I think about how what a powerful gift that is to give anybody. That yeah. not like I'm going to fix this for you, not like what you're experiencing isn't right, needs right. to be changed, but rather just bringing that vibration of allowing and, and being present with is such a powerful gift. Yeah, I had to be, uh, was on the phone with Joel Bolsey Taylor today, and I love Joel, and uh, Joel wrote a book called Stroke of Insight. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I love Joe because she's a legitimate neurobiologist mm. and neuroscientist. So she is like a Harvard graduate. It is her field of study. It's not a hobby. Right. right. And, and I said to Joe, I said, Joe, I have finally consciously figured out what's been unconsciously happening through me my whole life. And I began to share with her. And she said, Pinocchio, she said, this fits perfectly. She said, what you're calling the subconscious mind 
Uh-huh. In, um, uh, on a physical level, the level of biology, we call the limbic brain. Mm-hmm. And when somebody is able to access a state of presence, uh, basically what happens is the amygdala determines that it's safe. Mm-hmm. And in the presence of that feeling of safety and neutrality, all of a sudden, all of that emotional burden that's compromising that uh, entire ecosystem begins to be alleviated. Uh-huh. And so what I've come that. to call vibrational transformation uh, is actually uh, an entire evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. And the more people repeat over and over again, coming into presence and coming into harmony and alignment through all of the different mediums, whether it be the book or the programs or online with me or individually through mentoring, what's happening is we're creating the condition and we're creating the environment for all of this uh, burden of emotion and memory, which is just heightened emotion or belief, which is thought accompanied by emotion, to be cleared, to be mm-hmm. alleviated. Yeah. And um, what's happening is that all of a sudden, all of these things that people think are issues on one level of their life, whether it be relationship or financial or health or whatever that is, all begin to resolve themselves. Sure. And it's all through this gift of presence, and it's all through this ability of using the imagination, of using energy, vibration, and frequency as an attuning resonance through which whoever you're with is able to then start to vibrate at that same rate and then access greater synchronicity possibility and drastically reduce their reactivity. Mm -hmm. And I often think in terms of uh, quantum physics, uh, this duality of being, you know, a particle and wave and sort of extrapolate well beyond that in, in my own philosophical way that the only way to, to, to get anywhere towards positive change, to ride that wave of potential, is from the here and now. And right. if, we're, if we're energetically resisting one way or another through the conditioning of our childhood or woundedness, whatever it is, we're, we're not being in that place of allowing and being sort of magnetically a, a, attached to the current particle form of reality. So we, right. can't, we can't shift as long as we're not allowing the now. Right. And, of course, the, the bigger issue is that most people don't even know how they're encumbered mm, or yes. why their life isn't working. Yeah. And every now and again, you'll stumble across somebody who, through the sheer force of their will, has managed um, to, because of their pain in their childhood, uh, accomplish some modicum of success in the material manifest world. Mm-hmm. However, because they've used the sheer force of their will or their desire to do that, it's not holistic right. because they didn't go back and address the underlying pain or imprint in the subconscious. So in India, mm-hmm. we call all of these things, whether they be repressed memories or um, repressed emotions, suppressed memories, repressed emotion, or unconscious habits, patterns, and beliefs, they're all called samskaras. Uh-huh. And the premise is that you know we've got this little black box inside of us, the subconscious mind, and it's literally recording everything. And the samskaras that we specifically focus on are the ones that have heightened emotion attached to them Uh because we're now realizing that um, memory requires heightened emotion. Mm. We don't remember an average day. We only remember our best day and our worst day. And so literally what's happening is we're able to bring people into coherence Mm -hmm. by freeing them of the emotional burden that they're holding on to on a subconscious level or at the level of the limbic brain. And in doing that, it's bringing them into coherence and resonance, and it's opening them up to possibilities and potentials that they didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is fascinating. We have to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more and, and learn why you are enough. 
If you're in the Seattle area, then you don't want to miss this upcoming event. On March 5th, best-selling author and renowned spiritual leader Panash Desai will be here in person sharing wisdom from his brand new book, You Are Enough. Come be inspired to embrace more of who you truly are, to step deeper into your potential, and to wake up to expansive possibility. You've seen him on Oprah. Now come see Panash Desai live, in person, Thursday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m. for his presentation and book signing, and 6 o'clock for the optional, more personalized premiere meet and greet. Sponsored by East West Bookshop and held at Seattle First Baptist Church, 1111 Harvard Avenue in Seattle. For more information or to register for this empowering event, go to eastwestbookshop.com. That's eastwestbookshop.com. Or go to panashdesai.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-H-E-D-E-S-A-I.com. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice, full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing, or just doing my job, when really you knocked it out of the park? How did you get like this? Next time someone tells you great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self and how far you can go by being more you. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show, and that was one of, one of Benny's wonderful choices. You always love to pick the perfect bumper music. So that's actually Michael Bernard Beckwith oh, from Transcend Dance, and of course, you know, our guest mentioned him earlier, so I was yeah. like, I'll throw it back in. Yeah, that's great. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. You know, Panache, um, you and I were talking on the break how, um, you know, once upon a time I, I did, and I taught Reconnective Healing, and it was very powerful. I knew I, w- I was drawn to be a healer um, from a young age, and I ignored the voice that I kept hearing and instead ended up getting the early stages of lymphoma and ended up healing myself. So I became a healer and sort of shifted my life. And And when I um, started checking into different types of healing, when I took my first reconnective healing class, um, I felt like I was coming home. And the whole principle behind reconnective healing is, you know, that Eric Pearl believes that it brings in new frequencies, that there is light and information. I could definitely see the light. But 
it's it's this approach where you're not trying to fix anything for anybody. It's it's about playing in their energy field, about exploring and stretching things out and really just being present with what is. And people would have these amazing healings, you know, physical healings, emotional healings, sometimes really quickly. And the scientific research that I was a part of as well, you know, showed that they were really quick changes. So this concept of presence that that you bring personally within the context of sessions and within the context of workshops, um, to me, makes perfect sense. Because if it, the, the more powerful you can make that vibration, the greater effect it has on people, I believe. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, to, and for you to have had a demonstration of that in your own life is so powerful because... You know, what we're talking about, guys, is a real experience for all of you that are listening. And, and, and ultimately, all of these things happen as a result of our willingness to return to harmony inside of ourselves. Mm. And one of the entry points is indeed acceptance. When I wrote Discovering Your Soul Signature, I wrote it as a 33-day journey of acceptance that takes us out of fear into love. Uh-huh. Why? Because that's the journey. That's the transformative uh, path that we're all on. What we're doing is moving beyond our fear, uh, which basically keeps this kind of egoic identity in play uh-huh. and we're moving into love which allows us to express as our best self as the as the greatest and grandest version of who we really are and so when we're able to embrace who we are um, you know as i shared on oprah show super soul sunday I said our, our humanity is the doorway to our divinity mm-hmm. and the more we can be real and authentic and align with our humanity the more the spiritual part takes care of itself right right you know because at that point we're no longer rejecting our sadness. We're no longer right. um, suppressing our fears. We're no longer denying our rage. What we're doing is meeting each emotion fully in the moment with acceptance to where it begins and ends inside of us, and mm-hmm. it no longer needs to get acted out externally. Right. And here's where it's cool, because now we've got the research to prove that your state of consciousness, that which you repeat over and over again, becomes the manifest object reality that you experience every day as a part of living in the material world. So what that means is that what we repeat every day on a feeling level becomes our experience in life. And And that's pretty scary because so many people are busy feeling that fear and frustration and anger and resentment. And it's not that we shouldn't feel that, but if it's, you know, repeated, you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, right. then, then um, that becomes an integral part of our personality. It does. And then also our life experiences continue to reinforce that feeling sure. on a daily basis. So, so we're, most of us as human beings are stuck in these unconscious loops that we can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing is to break people out of those loops and patterns because we all have them. You see, and we have them because we've been conditioned from the moment we were born to not be who we naturally are. So it began at home with the modeling that we received from our parents, uh and then then we got it from the school system, Mm -hmm. and then we got it at work, and then we got it from our first spouse or significant other or partner. And the world has always wanted to normalize us. But the normalization of who we are is the root cause of all human suffering. Uh, Oh, I like that. I like that. So what's the conditioning about? What is the purpose of all that conditioning? So uh, everything in nature learns through modeling. Uh-huh. So when you look at a baby elephant, a baby elephant models its mother and its father. And as human beings, we're the same, uh, even though we're fundamentally disconnected from nature for the most part. Sure. We're exactly the same. So if, uh, in theory, dad's supposed to model safety, but if dad's filled with rage, mm-hmm. then we have to hold on to the 
conservative mum riddled with anxiety and depression and insecurity, and that's what she's modeling to us. And because we're empathic, that's what we're tuning into is right. what love is. And guess what? That's the frequency that we hold on to. That's what we identify with. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. how it begins at home, and all of this is unconscious, and in some cases, generational. Mm-hmm. Then we go to school. Now, in school, it's on purpose. You are conditioned in school to be a docile and compliant member of the workforce. Yes. That is the sole purpose of the school system. There is no other purpose behind school as it is right now. The more you comply and the more you can adhere to what the teacher is telling you, mm-hmm. the better your grades are. That's all it is. So you're being conditioned to be a docile and compliant member of the workforce. Now, how does that translate as we get older? Well, we leave, we will leave high school, we'll we'll go to university, we'll finish university if we do. And then at that point, we become this unit of production. Mm -hmm. We become this unit of production, but also we become this unit of consumption. The only problem is it's a vicious cycle. The better you become at producing, the more luxurious your consumption becomes. Uh And it keeps you a part of this reality that pulls your attention away from where it needs to be, which is inside of you, mm-hmm. because that's where your power is. That's where your love is. That's where your acceptance is. That's where your feeling of being enough is. And that's what prompted me to write this next book, the new book that's coming out, because I realized that even though people had attained the heights of financial prosperity and success, or they'd attained some level of spiritual uh, attainment or actualization, the biggest issue was that until they, on a feeling level, felt like they were enough. They -hmm. couldn't receive the blessings that were meant for them, and they couldn't actualize the fulfillment that was available to them in every moment. You know, it's really interesting, Panache, because um, I I took your book with me to an appointment because I knew I was going to have some downtime and I wanted to, um, you know, read while I was waiting for the appointment. And um, my massage therapist, she glanced at the title and she, she thought it said, Are You Enough? And she immediately says, I'm not enough. I've made too many mistakes. And I thought, oh, my goodness, here's somebody who seems so intuitive, so connected, and yet she was in this dark place right now and saying that she's not enough. So how do we go from that knee-jerk reaction of, of course I'm not enough, or I'll never be enough, or I've made mistakes and therefore I'm not enough, to really fully embracing this concept and vibrationally um, vibrating at this, this level of being enough? So we've already touched on it uh, in the fact that we begin with accepting who we are in the moment and mm-hmm. accepting how we're showing up yeah. and accepting the fact that there are parts of us that we've rejected, that we haven't allowed and that we've denied. That in and of itself is a huge first step by acknowledging who we've become. Mm-hmm. Once we've done that, ended our resistance to being who we are, at that point we can then move into a place where we're able to realize that as human beings we are self-enclosed units of experience. So what does that mean? That means that we're the source of the love that we're feeling in our relationships. Uh-huh. It's just that because we don't feel good enough in who we are, we project it onto the other person that we're with. And then when they threaten to leave or mm-hmm. indeed go away, we feel mistakenly that the love has left us right. and it hasn't. Right. And so I realized a long time ago that I was just living in a giant hole of mirrors mm-hmm. and that every single person that I was seeing was a reflection or projection of myself. Uh-huh. And the more I could embrace the reflection or the projection, the more the mirrors begin to smash Mm -hmm. until all that's left eventually is this beautiful, loving presence, which is the truth of who you are. And so there are so many different ways to get there, but the the shortest way to access oneness or to access presence is through acceptance. It's the fastest path to oneness. Beyond that, 
there are so many different ways that's outlined in the book through which we can get to that state of being, mm-hmm. right? But, but it has to land on the level of feeling. Until it's present at the level of feeling, it's not authentic, mm-hmm. right? And until it's there, you can't receive. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, the, this whole journey has been just surreal because Oprah happened and then my book came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently end of that year, my daughter, Celeste, was diagnosed with uh, congenital heart disease. Oh, and so my life went from having this incredible high and having mm-hmm. this book come out and having this book deal with Penguin Random House to all of a sudden dealing with uh, the potential of losing uh, Celeste, who was one of, uh, you know, she was a twin. Mm-hmm. So um, so at that point, all of a sudden, Jan and I were just joined for the world. And right. our journey with her uh, single-handedly scraped away uh, everything that wasn't in alignment, that wasn't in harmony, that wasn't serving, that wasn't um, loving, that wasn't resonant with who we were. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that five-year journey of being with her and going through the first 18 months where she was hospitalized, having five open-heart procedures, wow. you know, having her flatline for eight minutes during one of the surgeries, oh. and then oh. coming back right before they put her on life support. I mean, I mean, that journey, uh, the culmination of that allowed me to write this book. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, it was really important because most people have only ever related to me as my role and what I'm able to do for them. Uh-huh. And and so if our values tied up in your role and what you're able to do, right. then you're never able to truly get that you're enough in who you are because you're always stuck in this role or this mm-hmm. expectation or this responsibility. Sure. And this is a very um, uh, diverse phenomenon. So, for example, I was watching this Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift documentary. And she was talking about the same thing where she was basically writing these songs and performing and doing all of these things for the sole purpose of gaining the approval of people outside of her, right? right? Just to be right. went through the same thing. Uh-huh. So we in life, because we don't feel good enough, embark on these callings in order to prove to ourselves that we are good enough so that we can finally relax into who we are. Uh-huh. And what I've done through writing this book is basically expedite that process and save people time. Because mm-hmm. once you've lived long enough, you know very quickly that... It's never going to come from outside of you. Yeah, uh, it's sure. not outside of you, and it's always going to come from inside of you. And at some point, you have to turn that lens on yourself and start to source it from within. Mm, I love that. Try to start to source it from within. We have to go to another quick break, but when we return, we are going to talk about how Panashtasai is coming to Seattle. So stay tuned for more here in just a few moments. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed by your mind? powerless when it seems to spin in worry circles or bombard you with self-critical thoughts. Do you want to learn how to master your mind and feel more in control of your life? Listen to Dr. Friedman's Empowerment Radio, shift from confusion to clarity, self-doubt to confidence, and from anxiety to peace and balance. Dr. Friedman and his many guest experts share the insights and tools you want to live with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in to Empowerment Radio every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Your money is your creational energy. When you feed your wealth back into what you love, it signals your choices and returns to you. Tune in to Money Momentum with host Karen Baines and learn the truth about the widely misunderstood creative energy that is the cash in your pocket. Realign the things you can't see to get the results you can see. Listen every month for a whole new hour on how to get the money already aligned to who you are. For more information on Karen and Money Momentum, visit soulwhispers.uk. 
If you're in the Seattle area, then you don't want to miss this upcoming event. On March 5th, best-selling author and renowned spiritual leader Panash Desai will be here in person sharing wisdom from his brand new book, You Are Enough. Come be inspired to embrace more of who you truly are, to step deeper into your potential, and to wake up to expansive possibility. You've seen him on Oprah. Now come see Panash Desai live, in person, Thursday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m. for his presentation and book signing, and 6 o'clock for the optional, more personalized premiere meet and greet. Sponsored by East West Bookshop and held at Seattle First Baptist Church, 1111 Harvard Avenue in Seattle. For more information or to register for this empowering event, go to eastwestbookshop.com. That's eastwestbookshop.com. Or go to panashdesai.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-H-E-D-E-S-A-I.com. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit EmpoweringEnergy.com. That's Empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www divinelydrivenresults.com Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm really enjoying my conversation today with Panash Desai. Um, his new book is called You Are Enough, Revealing the Soul to Discover Your Power, Potential, and Possibility. Oh gosh, Panash. Um, first, I wanted to mention that you are coming to Seattle in a couple of weeks, right? I can't wait. I'm going to be there on March the 5th. I'm beyond yes. excited. And um, one other thing, it's, it's sponsored by East West, but let me tell you, everybody, you may be buying your tickets through eastwestbookshop.com, but the event is being held um, elsewhere. It's 1111 Harvard Avenue at a, at a Baptist church, so make sure you go to the right place, because I know that sometimes people expect at all the events to be at East West, and they're not always there. Um, but it's really exciting, because not only are you going to be doing a presentation, a book signing, but there is an opportunity to do a meet-and-greet which is one of my favorite things when, when VIPs such as yourself come to town. Thank you. You know, I wanted people to have the opportunity to not just read the book, but to have a felt experience of what I'm talking about, because uh-huh. we're living inside of one of the most important decades in human history. Yes. You know, we literally have 10 years to unwind every unconscious choice and decision that we've made individually and collectively. And so we're moving into a time of like rapid remembrance. And in coming to Seattle, I wanted to bring that opportunity and possibility to people to meet them where they're at and just to really let them know that they're enough and that the deepest level of who they are, they are just love. And it's never too late. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter what you've experienced. In a moment of clarity, you can begin to transform every area of your life. Mm. And I'm just honored to be able to be in front of people and to be able to deliver this message. That's great. I think, Panash, that people who've been on their conscious journeys are feeling a little confused right now. You know, we've, we've done our years of meditating and 
inner work and connecting with the higher frequency vibration and creating positivity in the world, bringing it to our communities, bringing it, you know, as best we can. And then we look at this external world, particularly I'm thinking of the political situation here in the United States. Yeah. And um, it's it's really not congruent with a lot of the inner stuff that we've we've been bringing to the world. What, what's your perspective, sort of the higher-level perspective about what's going on? So what's happening is that the collective unconscious of humanity is playing out through social media, through the political system, through the financial system, through every structure, because every existing structure is based in fear, lack, and scarcity. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening is we're waking up. And so the fact that all of these things are being brought to the light of conscious awareness is a sign that we're waking up because mm-hmm. they're not hidden anymore. Right. So anyone that's shocked by anything that's happening uh, has been in denial of what they have had inside of them or what we collectively have been housing inside of us. Uh-huh. And we're going through an evolution right now I- I- inside the spiritual community because spirituality 2.0 is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And what's happening now is that, yes, we've done all of that. We've meditated. We've, we've gone all over the world. We've anchored light. We've, we've had seminars. We've done all of those things. But now we're living in a time of embodiment Mm -hmm. and what i want more than anything is for us to embody all of that potential and in order for us to embody that potential we have to cultivate an inclusive relationship with ourselves and we have to integrate everything that's hidden inside of us to fully illuminate our shadow so that we can then bring that presence through us into this world and you said the i word which is one of my passions that is integration that is our next step step of evolution it's yeah. not the compartmentalization of our spirituality. It's, it's not like bringing it forward now and again. It's about the, the moment-to-moment integration as we go through our daily lives. Exactly. And I always remind people, you know, that squirrels and zebras don't go to self-help seminars or workshops. You know, they're just naturally being themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, this notion of evolving or needing to be some other version of ourselves, or even bettering ourselves, is solely a human phenomenon. Right. And again, it stems from this feeling of not being enough. And so when you, and the reason why this book at this time is because if we can get to that feeling place of being enough inside of ourselves, the ripple effect of that is enough to literally bring harmony to everything else in the world. Mm, that's a thought. That uh, on, Some people are going to say that sounds a little woo-woo. Um, why, why is that kind of harmony on an individual level? How, how can that have such a, a huge impact collectively? Because we're beginning to realize through advances in science that what the ancient yogis and mystics knew was true, that we're all interconnected, that life is interconnected and interdependent. And so your evolution and your willingness to become peaceful in yourself is the most pressing need. And the more you become that, the more then you extend that possibility and potential to those around you. And so this this is the potential now of personal empowerment. This is the age that we're living in. And, and it is incumbent upon us to become peaceful, to become uh, integrated, and to start to live holistically as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a five-alarm fire right now, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, we do need to wake up. Um, so there, there's a lot of fear. Where, what's the origin of fear, and how do we um, walk through it? So... Human beings have a completely irrational relationship with fear. So basically everything else in nature sees a predator, runs, shakes it out, and then gets back to doing what it was doing. Sure. We as human beings have introduced a mental process into our experience on an emotional level. So what happens is instead of just experiencing our fear and feeling it through to completion, 
Mm-hmm. We want to analyze it and understand it and make sense of it. Uh, <laughs> and then we also become afraid of it. Right. So what happens is we store all of this fear inside of us. And this is what's important. Right now, the political climate, the economic climate, soon to be economic climate, mm-hmm. and every other system and structure that's basically dissolving around us is dissolving to trigger inside of us what's unresolved so we can become aware of it and bring it into completion and harmony internally. Mm-hmm. And so world events are illustrating to us on a personal level where we're unresolved. Right. When we resolve it on a personal level, it resolves in the collective. Mm-hmm. This is how powerful we are. So when we finally, as a community, start to embrace our humanity in its totality, what we are doing is living as self-actualized people beyond just the realization of our potential fully mm-hmm. embodied and we're expressing that and in expressing that naturally everything else will start to come into a place of peace and resonance and harmony mm-hmm. so literally when we say be the change this is what we're talking about right. this is the invitation that we're extending hey get that you're enough and in getting that you're enough Stop depending on your external reality for approval, for acceptance, for love, for abundance, for health, and all of these things that you can only get from inside of you. Start to put your attention there. Start to embrace what's there. The more you can do that, the more you connect with this authentic aspect of you, and the more you live from that place. And then naturally, all of your thoughts, your actions, everything is aligned with life. You're aligned with existence. So you talk a lot about authenticity and... um do you think that most of us have any clue who our authentic self is? I think that we've had glimpses of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we've had moments where we're by ourselves or with um, a small child or someone who's uh, you know, 70 plus where we just don't have to pretend mm-hmm. and we're just able to be ourselves or, or, or with our pets. I think that yes. the reason why we have this fascination with our pets is because our pets aren't expecting anything from us other than the fact that we'll feed them. Uh-huh. Right? But outside of that, we don't have to play a role for them. Right. right, you're not, you're not, you know, photoshopping yourself for the benefit of your cat or your dog. <laughs> right? So, right. <laughs> so, so the, what the transformation that we're going through is we're going from being normal to natural. Uh-huh. And when you're your authentic self, I think the reason why people have kind of missed the whole point of this spiritual evolutionary journey is because they don't know what it feels like. And mm-hmm. when I'm connected to my authentic self, when I'm experiencing who I really am, I feel peaceful. Sure. That's when I know that I'm experiencing myself. Yeah. Everything else isn't really who I am. It's just visiting. Right. My anger is just visiting. My, my fear is just visiting. My right. sadness is just visiting. Whatever that is, there's an impermanence to it. And but at the foundation of it is this ever-present peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. And it's funny because you, you use the word peace a lot, and, and the word that comes to mind for me is, is ease. Yeah. Because it's, and I, I think of it, on an energetic level to the light flowing through us, you know, more easily. But it's, it's, it's almost like um, seeing the things that come through and, and experiencing them and, and, you know, not running away from them, facing right. them, embracing them, but allowing it to flow. Like there's right. this ease for it to flow through. Right. So acceptance and inclusion and integration leads to flow states. Uh-huh. And now there's this whole big kind of movement towards flow state. But flow sure. state is really just living in samadhi, which is just a state of union. Uh-huh. And what that means is uh, your inner reality matches your outer reality. You're no longer in opposition to what's happening outside of you. Right. You realize that what's happening outside of you isn't the problem. There's no 
witness of it. Mm-hmm. And this is what allows you to be the witness of it. And at that point, you're basically on your inflatable crocodile um, blow-up <laughs> recliner thingy that's rainbow-colored floating <laughs> down the stream towards your awesomeness <laughs> on a daily basis. And no I matter what the image. view is, you just kind of enjoy it as the view. Got to stop yeah. looking in my own house the right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. With that, we're going to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more with Panache Desai. If you're in the Seattle area, then you don't want to miss this upcoming event. On March 5th, best-selling author and renowned spiritual leader Panache Desai will be here in person sharing wisdom from his brand new book, You Are Enough. Come be inspired to embrace more of who you truly are, to step deeper into your potential, and to wake up to expansive possibility. You've seen him on Oprah. Now come see Panache Desai live, in person, Thursday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m. for his presentation and book signing, and 6 o'clock for the optional, more personalized premiere meet and greet. Sponsored by East West Bookshop and held at Seattle First Baptist Church, 1111 Harvard Avenue in Seattle. For more information or to register for this empowering event, go to eastwestbookshop.com. That's eastwestbookshop.com. Or go to panashtasai.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-H-E-D-E-S-A-I.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? From debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. You know, Panache, this hour has been flying by, and I'm so grateful that um, I can learn more, hear more. Our audience has the opportunity to come see you in various places across the country. But, you know, we've got a lot of listeners here on KKNW here in Seattle. So I just want to mention the event again. It is March 5th. It's a Thursday evening. 
the meet and greet, the VIP meet and greet starts at six o'clock and um, the event uh, starts at the main event starts at 730 and then there's a book signing at nine. Uh, the book is coming out next week. If you go to panashdesai.com, you can find the link there. Or if you um, get onto Amazon and type in You Are Enough, um, you will find your way to it. You can pre-order it. And I think you've got some um, some bonus gifts too, don't you, Panash? I have. You know, I really wanted people to translate what they're reading into a direct experience for themselves in their lives. And so everything that I've put together as a part of that bonus is an entry point into connecting with our essential self, becoming authentic, being who we really are, mm-hmm. and recognizing that that's all that's truly required in order to make the difference that we're here to make in the world. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I've pondered is um, the way I've kind of redefined myself along the way. I'm a former research statistician, and after healing myself of cancer without medical treatment, I end up becoming a healer, and then sort of more about Im- self-empowerment and different things along the way. Um, But I think the most profound times of change have been those moments when I've let go of a lot, like I let go of a dysfunctional marriage. I let go of a small business that was dysfunctional as well. I let go of my so-called forever home, let go of the family unit as I had known it. Um, And there there I was um, not having those definitions of self anymore. And yes, I was experiencing deep sense of loss and grief and, you know, uh, sadness and disorientation. But there was a moment when it was kind of like, okay, here I am just floating about, being tossed about on this raft on the ocean, not knowing where I was going, not not having a motor to to drive me there or um, a GPS to guide me. And it felt very empowering to let go of my definition of self in so many ways. How is it we go from all that conditioning and, and yes, accepting ourselves, but excavating our way to authenticity where we're really kind of redefining who we are? So as long as we're pretending and as long as we're kind of in this um, fabricated version of ourselves, we just suffer. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're just lying every day and, and we feel horrible. And what happens is eventually that suffering reaches a crescendo. And when it does... Typically, it comes in the form of a crisis, like a health challenge or a divorce, all of the things that you just mentioned. Sure. Or it just happens in the form of a spontaneous awakening where we're just shown what the truth of this life is about uh-huh. or what the truth of this experience is as a human being. And in that moment, however it comes, it serves to amplify the cracks in that egoic exterior mm. so that the grace can come flooding in. Oh, I love that. And, and basically... The reason why we suffer in the way that we, we, we do is so that we can then be humbled in order to receive the help that we need. Mm. If we're able to just remain open and vulnerable and we're able to remain in this state of flow and we're able to remain in this state of just of innocence and curiosity, then our suffering is fundamentally minimized, if non-existent at all, uh-huh. right? It's only because we build up this exterior and we need to protect and defend and we and we become deeply entrenched in this identity that the suffering has to build to such a point where we finally fall to our knees and say, all right, yeah. I don't know anything about anything. I don't know how to get out of this. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. You know what? But I'm open to, the, I'm open to the discovery. I'm open to the intervention. I'm open to the grace. I'm open to the love, whatever that is. Uh-huh. And, and that's exactly what happened for me. You know, we were at the peak of this crisis with my daughter's blast. And, uh, and I got to a point 
realized that I was personalizing her journey. And mm. I, because I, as a father, had an outcome that I wanted, which was for of her course. to survive. Right. And I got to a point where I realized that um, I was just suffering and suffering and suffering. And I went down to the chapel in the, in the hospital. I said, listen, having a conversation with God in this mm-hmm. chapel. And I said, listen, I get it. I am willing to accept whatever it is that's meant for her, even if that means that she's going to transition. Right. And in oh. the moment that I was able to let my daughter go was the moment that I got the whole thing. And it was the oh. moment that the suffering that I had experienced, that I was experiencing, the powerlessness that I felt as a father, the excruciating pain that I was feeling and not being able to make this better went away. Right. But until then... Oh. It just it it wasn't it wasn't changing and it wasn't changing because on some level I falsely believed that myself as Panache Desai would be empowered and would be able to support my own daughter or my own wife or my own mother or my family mm-hmm. in some deeper and more meaningful way. And life showed me that that wasn't the case mm-hmm. and that was the best thing that ever happened. That's a because from story. that moment on I have a completely different relationship with time. I have a completely different relationship with this world. I have a completely different relationship with with myself. And from that moment on, my whole life has just become about being of service. And just in some small way, letting people know that they're okay, that they have what it takes to make it through their day. And if they're willing, and if they have the courage, maybe even see some greater, grander version of what's possible for them. Mm. You know, one of the things I think that is paradox to our conscious minds but in, when we experience it we we begin to like live it vibrationally more often and that is that surrender that vulnerability is very empowering it seems like the worst thing we can do according to our conscious minds we want to control things the ego wants to control things right. and yet that that letting go is one of the most empowering things we can do yeah it, it, it's like we're you know again floating down that river right on that yeah, raft and yeah. what we're doing is holding onto the riverbank for dear life because we're afraid of what's coming and, mm-hmm. and primarily because we're conditioned to hold on to what's familiar right. even if what's familiar is painful and it's filled with suffering mm-hmm. right and, and the other thing i realized christine in working with people is that it doesn't matter what we've accomplished in our lives every single human being is suffering to the degree to which they're unwilling to let go yeah fascinating that makes sense you know me, for yeah. example there are um certain actors or actresses that were famous in certain TV shows and they're unable to let go of that role uh-huh. when the season ends yeah. and then the addiction begins and the suffering begins and they can't get out of it because they're unwilling to let go of that role because that's what they were known for. That's how they got their attention. Right. Right. And and it's in that same way. It's like, you know, we're, we're in a, a relationship dynamic that isn't serving us and, and we don't feel good in it and there's no intimacy mm-hmm. and yet we perpetuate it. Yeah. Right. This is why this transformation into not just understanding that we're enough, but really knowing that we're enough and living from that place mm-hmm. is so important because that way we don't waste our time anymore. Right. You know, we make the most of our life here and we realize what we're really here for, which is to express who we are fully and completely in this world. And we understand that our individuality is our superpower. Yes, yes. And and um, I... I I really understand that more these days that it's the the expression of the authentic self on this. It's really a fleeting life. It flies by and it's only a a, a moment. And yet we have the potential 
to make our mark and really leave a legacy of, of love in one variety or another. That's exactly right. And that's the only thing that you're going to leave behind, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if for one minute you think that anything else is coming with you, just you know, <laughs> go back through human history and yeah. take a look at the Egyptians. They right. tried to take everything with them. Right. And, of course, nothing went with them other mm-hmm. than, other than uh, of course, the impact that they had made during their lifetime. Sure, sure. Um, oh, this hour has flown by. I want to mention the book again, um, You Are Enough. And if you go to panashdesai.com, you'll find the way to get all those wonderful, empowering freebies. So it's P-A-N-A-C-H-E-D-E-S-A-I.com. If you want to register for the, for the event in Seattle, go to eastwestbookshop.com. And I just want to remind you that the event isn't at East West. It, it is at um, Seattle First Baptist Church on 1111 Harvard Avenue. Panache, it's been great to have you here. I'm, I'm grateful for your new book and, and for what you're offering to the world. And I'm particularly grateful you shared it with our audience here today and that you're coming to Seattle. You. you know, I, I just want to take a moment to thank you, Christine, and just thank you for everything that you've gone through and just the loving way in which you're presenting this information to the world. I, I really just am so deeply grateful for you and just want to recognize the gift that you are. And, oh, thank uh, you. So thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. being so gracious and so kind and just being such a incredible stand for human possibility and potential. You know, it means the world to me, as I'm sure it does to everyone that's tuning in right now. Oh, thank you. And thank you, listener. We are doing this show for you, and um, we're grateful you joined us. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.